Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome, everyone, to Leadership Development News, and Happy New Year. We're starting our new show, and I'm Dr. Relly Nadler, and my esteemed host, uh, host Dr. Kathy Greenberg, uh, will be with us in just a second. You know, in between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%, and we're so happy to begin uh, this new year with you. And Kathy, welcome. Hi, Raleigh. Thank you so much. You know, we're starting a whole new season of Leadership Development News, and I'm so excited today to set the tone for this year, talking about emotional intelligence and fearlessness and really setting the stage for what's to come. We have so many exciting new features, and um, I think our, our listeners are going to be very, very pleased with our new show format. Yeah, I, I agree, Kathy. I think What's been great is we've been having so many uh, downloads of these shows in all kind of organizations. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, you know, so latest we were having, you know, close to you know seventy thousand uh, downloads in a, in a month. You know, is what our um, director is telling us. So, you know, Kathy, what I'm excited about today, and the title of our show is around Barack Obama, and we want to talk about his leadership competencies. And what's, what's propelled him into his second term? And I think like you and I know, working in organizations every day about uh, leadership and emotional intelligence, if we can have someone that some of us know, we've seen him on TV a lot, and we use that as a representation of some of these key um, leadership qualities. That's what we really want to unpack today. So what I want to ask you, Kathy, is, and we'll both do this, if you had to come up with... Uh, some adjectives from your frame of reference that described Obama, you know, from a leadership perspective, and then I'll share, I'll share mine. You know, that, that's a really tough question because so many words that are descriptive come to mind. But I think the top three for me, if I go with three words, okay. um, would be obviously charismatic uh, because he's such a good spokesperson. Um, he's such a good orator. Uh, I think humble. There's something about his words, yeah. <clears throat> pardon me, that you hear um, even when he uses uh, words that we could think of as powerful, he still uses them with humility. So there's a sense of humble um, presence in him. And then the third for me is approachable. Hmm. And um, the reason I, I say that is just the little bit of interaction that I've had um, during the first campaign with Michelle Obama, when I went to the Obama for Women luncheon to experience the Obamas firsthand, um, they're just very approachable people when it comes to the public. And um, interesting little uh, detail here: I happened to sit next to a woman whose daughter works for uh, the Obama office, and she is the young lady who is responsible for bringing him six letters from the public every day to his office mm. that he responds to individually. So every night she brings these six letters to his office, and so the mother told me if there's a Marine standing outside of his office, it means he's in there. 
Uh-huh. And so she hands the letters off to the Marine. The Marine then takes them into him personally. And then he re- he spends the evening responding to those six public individuals. Wow. Now, to me, that's very approachable. Yes, uh, and that human touch. Well, yes. so um, that kind of ties into, if I, when I thought about this, what four words come to mind? And my four uh, words are empathy, compassion, which you, the story you just uh, illustrated um, signifies, empathy, compassion, commitment, and strategy. And so what I want us to do is we walk through, we're going to give some, some information about uh, Obama, but then we're really going to walk through the key 15 competencies from the emotional quotient inventory, and we'll go through them, and then see how some of these characteristics that Kathy, you and I um, came up with, how does that relate to these leadership competencies that can be assessed and that can be developed? No, I think that's an exciting uh, way for us to look at our 44th president um, and to uh, to talk about emotional intelligence in a very uh, easy-to-understand manner so that our listeners can perhaps uh, not necessarily relate to Obama as a politician and as a president, but as a person who has mastered many components of what you and I call emotional intelligence. Well, and the reason, um, Cassidy, that we, you know, you and I are thinking about this, he just won uh, the award from Time Magazine that named him Person of the Year for 2012. And actually, it's the second time he's won that. Um, so a lot of the information that we're going to get about some of the background, we're going to really tie in some of the article from Time Magazine um, that talks about him and his campaign, some of his strategies. But then you and I will tease out some of these emotional intelligence competencies. And so what Time said is that he is the 21st century version of a new American. He is more than just a political figure. He's a cultural one. And I think a lot of that's going to be as we talk about um, his values and how he is <clears throat> trying to serve as many people <clears throat> excuse me, as he can. And so what we'll do is we'll unpack his leadership components. And some of the key things that we'll look at is, uh, what did he do to appeal to so many different kind of Americans? What EI competencies did he use? Uh, what can we learn and possibly emulate from his fearless leadership? Are there any derailers? Did we see some of these what we call um, derailers or fatal flaws that were in the campaign? And so what are some of the main aspects that we'll talk about decision-making? Uh, how does he manage his emotions? And then any uh, aspects from what we know that we can expect uh, over the next four years. I love it. I think it's going to be a terrific opportunity for our listeners to apply what they probably know about emotional styles and emotional awareness to a more scientific view of emotional intelligence and a very practical down-to-earth approach to the subject. Um, So I'm I'm really excited. I'm ready to rock and roll. Okay, good, good. Well, I'm going to... First, uh, because we're starting off the new year, give a, a little introduction about you, and then you can probably do the same about me, and then we'll kind of jump into a little um, background, and then we have a lot of information about uh, Obama and his competencies to share. So for those of you who may be new to our show, uh, have, haven't heard it, uh, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, my co-host here, coaches leading executives and entire companies, and she has a proven method that happiness equals profit. Uh, 
and she has strategies that all go with that. She has been named the first lady of happiness by ABC TV. Dr. Greenberg has offered, authored multiple popular books uh, you know, on the science of happiness. She has, including the number one bestseller, What Happy Working Mothers Know, What Happy Companies Know. She is working, we'll hear a little bit about, a whole new, brand new campaign of fearless leaders, and that's going to be coming out in 2013. And, and Kathy, maybe you'll be able to tell us about how people can get a hold of that. And Kathy um, is touches millions as a in-demand speaker, and as I mentioned, she's on TV, radio, media personality. Kathy and I have been doing this radio show. I think we're in our sixth season season now. And you can see her on the Morning Blend. It's a TV show, um, you know, out by ABC. And if you want to see her face and talk, uh, have her be in your hands. Kathy has a new iApp, uh, iPhone app called Your Happiness Now, and it's available on iTunes. Kathy and I share a website, and we do a lot of work together, and that website is www.excelinstitute.com. And on there, you can get information about Kathy and I. You can also get information about uh, Kathy and my uh, new iPhone apps. Thanks, Relly. You know, this is such an honor to be going into 2013 with um, an individual who's not only a, a, just a practical, down-to-earth, Easy to work with guy named Dr. Relly Nadler, but you are uh, the only individual uh, that I know of, and I think uh, many of our scientific friends know of, who have a book specifically on leading with emotional intelligence. And you have hundreds of tools in that book. And um, of course, Relly Nadler is a master level certified executive coach. He's a psychologist, a corporate leadership and team trainer. And Dr. Nadler brings his legendary expertise in emotional intelligence to all of his keynotes, consulting, coaching, and development programs. And Dr. Nadler's newest top-ranked book I just referred to, Leading with Emotional Intelligence, is such a gift for any coach, for any leader, for any individual who is trying to develop star performers across industries, and, of course, individuals themselves who are trying to reach what we would call star performer level. And we'll talk about that in every show this year. You know, Relly's highly respected work is the focus of countless business journals, blogs, and online news features, and his programs are a mainstay at leading Fortune 500 companies. You can visit him at truenorthleadership.com for free downloads to access your best performance through emotional intelligence, including his free iApp, Leadership Keys. And you can pick up Leadership Keys at the iTunes store. And I have to tell you, Relly has over 10,000 active users of his iApp. And Relly, could you just, what's the daily download rate you have currently? Yeah, actually, it's about... 30 a day, and actually now we're over 12,000, moving wow. to 13,000 in about 100 different <clears throat> countries. And kind of my uh, iApp, like yours, you know, we all have our iPhones or phones in our hand. And being able to have leadership tips, strategies at your fingertips. So that's what's so good about where we're at today, you know, in, in our multimedia uh, electronic world. Very exciting, and congratulations on that. Thank you. 
So today we are going to have a very special show where we're going to explore the leadership of Barack Obama. And as many of you who've been with us over the years may remember, we did a show four years ago when he won his first election in 2008. But I think comparing 2008 to 2012 is a whole different ballpark. I think people were... Uh, energized, excited. Um, there was a whole mystique around having our first black president. There was a lot of excitement uh, going on at the time related to change. And here we are four years later, um, and we're going to do a show about his emotional intelligence and what has really prompted his success in this 2012 campaign that has really made a difference in embracing the hearts and minds, as Raleigh said, of all Americans. And we're going to talk to that specifically. So in today's show, we're going to talk about understanding the leadership qualities um, and EI competencies of Obama. We're going to get a better understanding of emotional intelligence competencies using the EQI, the Emotional Quotient Inventory 2.0 Assessment by uh, MHS Multi-Health Systems, founded by Dr. Steven Stein. And we're going to highlight some of the leadership competencies that are the foundation of Obama's personality and his global appeal. And this discovery will be just nuggets and strategies that any leader can emulate to influence their people and organizations just listening to today's show. So maybe, Relly, you can talk to us a little bit about um, what people will learn um, in today's program. Well, uh, we're going to walk through... Uh, the EI competencies and, and exactly, you know, some of the things that you were uh, just mentioning. But before we go to our first break, I do want to uh, just say that in all our shows moving forward, you can see from what Kathy and I are, are focusing on, what are the best kind of focus of leadership competencies, evidence-based information. We'll be talking about not only emotional intelligence but positive psychology, fearless leadership. Uh, both of us have a, a major focus on brain and neuroscience and, and how that comes into leadership, work-life balance, and, and self-management. Those are all the things that over the year um, that we'll be bringing, you know, special topics. And typically, we have a guest that we interview and then we pump them, you know, for information uh, that we can share with you. So we're going to go to our first break and then we come back, we'll start talking about, you know, some of the successes Obama had and then unpack that. You're listening to Leadership Development News, and come right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? 
you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back. You're listening to Leadership Development News, where you can excel your leadership by learning more about emotional intelligence and the science of happiness. Before we went to break, we were talking about what you're going to learn in today's show, but in all of our shows throughout the year. And we're talking today about our 44th president and the campaign of 2012. We're talking about the emotional intelligence of Barack Obama. So, Relly, let's look at some of the successes of President Obama. His win was, uh, I guess, by a bigger margin than most pundits predicted, even though he received uh, 4 million less votes and won uh, two states less than in 2006. Um, Maybe we can talk about uh, some of this, and you can kind of help us understand some of the emotional intelligence components that went into that win, and then we'll talk about emotional intelligence as a science and help our audience relate those competencies to President Obama. Great, Kathy. And then I think uh, we'll also be able to try to make some comments that, that you know you and I see in regards to the corporate world and, and how some of these things may come up. Absolutely, because if you can't learn from some of these examples, right? Right. What what good is the program? <laughs> exactly. No, no. So we want to give you some tips and tools that you can use. Right. So just a, a little bit of uh, data and, and information. Obama is the first Democratic president since FDR to win more than 50% of the vote in consecutive elections. And this is with an unemployment rate 
uh, uh, just above 7.5%. He's the first president to embrace gay marriage and offer work permits to many young undocumented immigrants. So there's really many reasons um, why Obama won the election. But the biggest is by far the changing demographics of America and a larger percentage of minorities uh, that's growing very, very fast. And Obama was able to capitalize on this change, uh, and res- people responded to his message more so than Romney's. So just some of the data. Uh, Obama got 71% of the Latino vote, 93% of the black vote, 73% of the Asians, 60% of voters under 30 and now uh, the millennials is now the biggest cohort group, actually bigger uh, than the boomers, Kathy. That was new information for me. And 40% of, of these millennials are minorities, and they embrace Obama. And in the last month when there was a the big push uh, for voter registration, 70% of those signed up were women, minorities, and people uh, under 30. And so what time said if the win in 2008 was extraordinary, then 2012 is a confirmation that demographic change is here to stay. And so I think as we get into this, people trusted Obama uh, more than Romney, and we'll get into some of the specifics. But I thought, Kathy, as we are going to highlight some of the EI competencies, maybe you can tell us a little bit of, just of an overview of you know what, what they are, and then we'll jump in. Sure. You know, um if we look at, at the success uh, of Obama from an emotional intelligence perspective and we use the EQI 2.0 competencies, that's the Emotional Quotient Intelligence um, Assessment 2.0, which is a second-generation tool. You know, there's over, what, 30 years of data behind right. this particular yeah. instrument. Um, so if we use that, and by the way, for those of you who are listening, both Relly and I, are certified to offer uh, to organizations and executives uh, the EQI program, uh, which is the assessment and the feedback. Um, and this really does help raise emotional intelligence, productivity, and engagement. And as we go through today's show, we'll talk about some of the research around this particular assessment tool, the EQI 2.0. It's a phenomenal assessment tool if you haven't uh been exposed to it, please go on to the MHS.com website or go to our website at ExcelInstitute.com and take a look at what the EQI offers. But this this particular assessment and the definitions related to emotional intelligence really are a set of, of what we would call emotional and social skills that influence the way we perceive and express ourselves. Uh, it's a set of emotional and social skills that develop and maintain our best social relationships, those that are most fruitful and powerful for us. And it's a set of emotional and social skills that help us cope with challenges and how we can use emotional information in a most effective and meaningful way to create purpose in our lives, to engage those around us, and to really create a higher level of productivity and performance. So, uh, really, let's talk a little bit about some of these um, key competencies. And I think you and I um, agree it's best if we put them into five big chunks mm-hmm. because there are 15 of right. these categories. And um, 
you know, I'd love you to chime in as we okay. go through these. Uh, the, the assessment and the model used to determine an individual's level of emotional intelligence include, I'm going to go through the big five chunks, and then right. we'll come back and go through those five, okay? Yep. So the first one is self-perception, okay? And, you know, how we perceive ourselves in relationship to others is very important for our success and also for our ability to be seen as successful. So it's very important that we understand self-perception. The second big chunk is our interpersonal skills. And, of course, these relate to self-perception, and all of these have a relational value. The third is self-expression. So if we understand how we're perceived and we have interpersonal relationships, how do we express ourselves to others in a way that allows us to make that critical connection to engage individuals in a meaningful and positive way to achieve goals? The, the, the fourth is decision-making, okay? And that's always a very critical element in how we grow as leaders, you know, our decision-making uh, caliber, our decision-making thought process, very important. And then the fifth is stress management. So if I look at all these, the big five, self-perception, interpersonal, self-expression, decision-making, and stress management. So these are the emotional intelligence categories that we're going to go into in some detail now and then look at the success factors of Obama from an emotional intelligence perspective. So, really, let's go back up to self-perception. Okay. And um, we know we have uh, self-regard, we have self-actualization, and we have emotional self-awareness. Do you want to comment on any of those related to self-perception? I think the self-regard, in other words, is, is confidence, and I'm just going to go through kind of some of the definitions. Uh-huh. Self-actualization is someone who's constantly trying to improve themselves and get better. And emotional self-awareness is knowing what's going on moment by moment uh, in, in your feelings, emotions, and um, being able to um, express that. And then if we went through your second big one, which is interpersonal, you have interpersonal relationships. That's kind of obvious, your connection with others. Empathy, one of the things that we'll highlight about Obama you know, and can you really um, get a sense of what's going on with others? And social responsibility, that sense of commitment, doing the right thing, uh, takes in compassion. And maybe, Kathy, you can highlight the self-expression ones. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. I, I think one of the things that always strikes me on the social responsibility front before I get into self-expression yeah. is uh, the the act of caring for others in a way that provides community you know mm-hmm. it's uh, it's almost like self-sacrifice to to a degree when you have social responsibility you realize that there's a discipline and a, a hard work kind of old-fashioned virtues that go into uh, creating a sound social responsible behavior and um, you know as you said it's a commitment to doing the right things but it's also doing them with the right values Right. Uh, so self-expression, you know, emotional expression is the way that we choose to share our emotions from an outward standpoint with others. So how do, how do people read us and how do we read others? 
So that emotional expression piece, very, very important. Assertiveness. You know, assertiveness can be incredibly valuable when it is used in the right framework. So assertiveness is your ability to uh, allow others to um, understand your boundaries, and it's also an opportunity for you to relate to other people's boundaries. And sometimes we know that when we are in development, we are less assertive than when we are fully developed or experienced. And so assertiveness has a lot to do with your um, your tenure in a position, but it also has um, a huge impact on your ability to be successful because obviously if you're too assertive, right, you're going to push people away from you. If you're not assertive enough, people will walk on you. So very important. And the last one, independence, um, that is for me uh, in the emotional intelligence uh, categories, um, autonomy uh, and the ability to, uh, if you will, make your mark and to do it in a positive way. Uh, so that's how I look okay. at self-expression in those categories. How about decision-making? And decision-making, uh, as we talk to executives, Kathy, I try to highlight this one probably first. They're all important, these five. But, you know, you think about the people that we deal with, leaders, managers, executives, um, they're making decisions all the time. And the three that make this one up are problem-solving, reality-testing, and impulse control. Such an important one, that impulse control, huh? And so, yeah, we'll start with that is, is when, you know, we think we're all rational, and we know from uh, a lot of the research and neuroscience, you know, we're, we're anything but rational beings. Our emotional uh, emotions uh, flood us, and that's why this is so important. And it has... Um, and, they, and they will, by the way, have sex differences. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so as we get flooded by these uh, emotions, you know, do we, are we aware of them? And some, are we able to control them, the impulse control? So that's really important. If not, and you and I talk about this when we're with organizations, if you get hijacked, lack of impulse control, your amygdala takes over, you're losing IQ points. Your decision-making um, is not anywhere near as where it could be. And then also reality testing. If We've all seen that. If you're going through a, an emotional stress, you lost your job, you have some disagreements with your boss, with your coworker, your spouse, significant other, partner. It influences how you see the world. Reality testing, and then along the same lines is problem solving. You know, can you separate the rational from the emotional, and honor both, but really have really good problem solving? And I think for a lot of people, you know, listening. You know, this is probably one of the key reasons why emotional intelligence is so important. It's going to affect your decisions whether you know it or not. And so we'd rather have you know it and be able to do some things about it. And then the last one is the stress management, then we'll take a break. And that's uh, flexibility, stress tolerance, and optimism. And obviously uh, for Obama, you know, the optimism has been very high uh, the stress tolerance, you know, you think about how many people choose to be in that situation, be on the road time and time again, um, you know, his ability to, to manage his stress and flexibility. And each one of these have a definition. You can go high or low. And, Kathy, as, as you know, and for our listeners, you get a EQ score, like an IQ score. It's based on 100 plus or minus 15 points. So in each one of these 15 things that we just went through, you'll get a score you know, anywhere from 100 being uh, average to 115, 120, 130, or you'll see some lower scores that can be in 80s and 70s. And then the whole idea is 
developing a plan to move forward. Now, the other thing I want to say before we go to break is when you're too low, it means you have the capacity to use that. You just need to learn how to practice it more. And if you're too high, it means you may be overusing. Right. A particular competency, mm-hmm. and in fact, by practicing how to do that and being aware of when you do it, you can in fact curb that impulse to use that competency. Right. So there's all good news here. There's, uh, you know, this is a terrific opportunity for people to learn about self-awareness and the emotional intelligence process because, as you and I both know, with the EQI, you can create change in as little as 90 days, which is unbelievable for leaders who are struggling in today's chaotic environment. So I know we need to go to a break. Yep, leadership development news, and come back so we can help you excel your leadership. We'll be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know, and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. 
We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back. You're listening to Leadership Development News, where you can excel your leadership at excelinstitute.com. We've been talking about the EI competencies, the emotional intelligence competencies. And um, really, I thought it might be helpful if we went through some of the EI research uh, to give you some grounding on uh, the extensiveness of, um, of this particular assessment. And in a study conducted with 102 managers, uh, Dries and uh, Pepperman in 2007 found that high potential managers High potential managers had higher scores on the emotional quotient inventory, the EQI, than um, than regular managers, and they had high scores in very specific subscales. So we just went through the big five, and then under each of those big five, there were three components. Those are the subscales, and so these high scores in the specific subscales included assertiveness independence, optimism, flexibility, and social responsibility. And many of the EQI uh, competencies correlate with the model uh, presented here and the EI star profile, which Relly highlights in his book, uh, Leading with Emotional Intelligence, used as a self-assessment. Okay, and you can use these as a self-assessment. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of these um, other competencies, and I want you to think about your own emotional intelligence profile as we go through these and see where they may resonate with you. Okay, so Relly, I'd like to um, have you talk a little bit about some of the research uh, that um, that was done with Yale, and then we'll come back uh, to these competencies, these subscales, because they become very important when we look at how people can shift and change and become more aware. Thanks, Kathy. And so some of this research is in my book, uh, you mentioned, Kathy, uh, Leading with Emotional Intelligence. But there is a study conducted by and the Yale Emotional Intelligence Group. This is, it was in uh, 2006 with 44 analysts and clerical employees from a finance department of a Fortune 400 insurance company. So what they find, they found that emotional intelligent individuals received greater merit increases and held higher company rank than their counterparts. And they also received better peer and supervisor ratings than their counterparts on interpersonal facilitation and stress tolerance. And so um, these were really big indicators you know, for the differentiator. I think what we try to do, Kathy, you and I in the organizations, what's the difference between someone who's in a top 10%, someone who's a average performer? And so a lot of the research in, around emotional intelligence is saying these are the competencies that propel someone in the top uh, 10%. One of our colleagues and the founder of MultiHealth Systems, Steve Stein, he did a study using the EQI with 76 CEOs. And he found that these CEOs had higher scores on some of these subscales of independence, assertiveness, optimism, self-regard, and self-actualization than the average performers. 
And so there's a lot of research. We have we have a ROI study on our website um, that you can learn more about, and you can see this. But I wanted to zero in on some of these competencies, Kathy, like we talked about. And the one we figured we'd have some some time we could talk about self-expressiveness to start off with, and maybe assertiveness and empathy, and just look at some of the things you know with Obama. So let me kind of delve into a little bit about. Um, Kathy mentioned emotional expression. So that's one of the key competencies. It's openly expressing one's feelings verbally and non-verbally. And obviously, Kathy mentioned this earlier, Obama easily expresses feelings regarding events and situations which make him very human, likable, trustworthy. Matter of fact, uh, in the Time article, they said, you know, there's three different times in the last couple months that, you know, that he teared up, you know. Um, one was a tragedy uh, in Connecticut. And we'll go through a couple of the other opportunities another time after he won his election. So he's very much in in touch with his emotions, and uh, you're able to see that. So how do they develop the strategy? And think about this in your organization. Do you know what your customers really want? Do you know what your constituents really want? Do you know what your people really want? In early 2011, David Seamus, who was a senior White House aide, he switched on what they called could have been the largest listening post in U.S. history. And what that is, is, is they really were trying to get as much information from constituents uh, as possible. So for months and months and months, really for about 18 months, two nights a week, his team gathered voters and entered rooms uh, in hotel rooms you know, across the swing states, and they conducted focus groups. They separated the men and women, and they had only eight people. And they asked them a variety of questions. They played word association games. They fed this information into the headquarters, showed on a computer screen, you know, for Obama's campaign. And uh, David Seamus, after looking at the first results, came back and said, here's the best thing. People trust him. In the Time magazine, they talked about in an age of lost authority, somehow Obama has managed to maintain his. And the summary of what, the researchers heard over and over, and this is really from, you know, our American voters, is they saw Obama was honest. He lived an admirable personal life. He was trying to fight for the right things. And what Seamus and his group said, people, you and I, trust his values. Um, they think he walked into the worst situation of any president in 50 years, and people were disappointed that things haven't turned around, you know, as quickly as they have. But there was always a feeling that they're willing to give this guy a second shot. People were making very trust-based assessments then between Obama uh, and Romney. And so you talk about this trust, and Kathy, you and I have had Jim Cousins on the show. You know, from 1987 to 2011, the Leadership Challenge has done research, and they've they uh, aligned with just what David Seamus' group looked at what do we want what do followers want from our leaders well they found over and over the top four things were honesty forward-looking someone who's inspiring and competent even at the end of the campaign you know one of romney's campaign managers katie packer gage said after the election there was almost nothing that would stick to this guy because people liked him personally and so the, the message from all the focus groups and, and think about your organization and what's your message, you know, and have you done the research 
that these folks have done, they built their message around trust. And basically the message was one man, despite his failures, had voters like you in mind. The other man, by contrast, knew how to make a lot of money for people you will never meet. And let me just kind of pause on that, Kathy, and see your input. Just that statement is so powerful. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I think what's really, um, I want to say engaging about that, emotionally engaging, is that, in fact, um, you, you, you knew that one individual had, had failed in many ways, in a very public way, but because you could trust his values, okay, because you had a, um, a good feeling about what he was trying to do, it was the way he was going about doing it that you could relate to. And the other man, obviously being Romney, who is a good businessman, you know, a solid, a solid practical businessman, uh, by contrast, uh, could certainly help make, uh, what we, what we would think, uh, is a, a profitable America. But you didn't really know a lot about Romney. You didn't know as much about Romney Mm -hmm. in a very public way because you didn't really get to meet him as much as you got to meet Obama. And that's merely because the president gets more visibility, gets more press, and obviously, um, you know, gets more attention than a businessman. And so with all this and talking about expressiveness, um, what was the message then? So they did all this research, and uh, David Seamus had a poster at headquarters, and it had three lines. Two were showing the rise per capita of the GDP and productivity since 1992. So that was going up. And then there was a flat line showing household income, not going up. And so think about vision, mission, and your organization, that all presentations, they started off with this chart. And the, basically the message was, uh, I'm working harder and harder and falling behind. That was the North Star. Everything we did, and this is David Seamus talking, and everything we said was a derivative of that statement. And Obama used that in his stump speech. And it basically it was a variation of as long as there are families who are working harder and harder but falling further behind, our work is not done yet. So you think about for your organization, your vision, What's your stump speech? People need to hear the same thing over and over and over again. And, that, and what's the true, true north or the north star for your team, for your organization? So we're going to go to the next uh, break, Kathy, and then we'll be back for the, our, our last segment. But this is Leadership Development News, so tune in to continue to excel your leadership. We'll be right back. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and 
brand influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back and thanks for joining us to Excel Your Leadership. We're talking about emotional intelligence and President Obama. And when we went to break, we were talking about one of the EI competencies. As we come back from the break, we're going to talk about another one, and that is assertiveness. You know, assertiveness involves communicating your feelings, your beliefs, and your thoughts openly and defending personal rights and values in a socially acceptable but non-offensive and non-destructive manner. So always keep that in mind. We always talk about the positive aspects of these competencies. You know, Obama certainly underestimated how assertive he needed to be to have his voice heard and not to be intimidated or over-talked by Romney during the debates. Now, low scores on the assertiveness scale would demonstrate that he appeared weak, lethargic, and more of a pushover. But when you read about what Obama said relating to those debates, he believed that talking over an individual was disrespectful and, frankly, irresponsible. So what you saw in Obama's reluctance to over-talk Romney or to get in the fight to act like a bulldog was his respect for his values and his dignifying himself 
instead of dignifying Romney's poor behavior during the debates. And I think, Relly, you and I talked about, uh, I called it the three bears syndrome, right. the debates, right? You had underused assertiveness, then you had overused assertiveness, and then on the third debate it was just about right. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, so after losing, um, you know, the the debate um, that came first by all accounts and certainly getting coached to be more assertive, uh, by those around him. In the second debate, both, um, you know, Obama and Romney were, were pointing fingers and interrupting each other and, you know, pretty much doing what politicians do on a debate. And it was very disturbing to watch. And I think many of us, um, who were, who were watching that saw, uh, a lack of respect, a lack of listening, uh, a lot of posturing. And it certainly wasn't an ideal situation, uh, for any leader to be put in. And of course, uh, certainly to watch two professionals verbally wrestle like that, um, did get the crowd roused up, but it certainly didn't leave everybody with a positive feeling about our leadership. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about that, how yeah. we overuse assertiveness and how it can be a derailleur. You know, I, I have my own experience, you know, I was with my colleague, uh, Nick Rothenberg was talking about leadership all day, and then we watched the debate, and it it really felt, Kathy, like you know, two twelve-year-olds who were just trying to stick out their chest and and had all the ego, and so I think it was just a you know really poor portrayal, and it, and as you said, an overuse of a certain. I'm sure Obama got coached, and he 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 basically said you know he made fun of himself that he didn't show up at the first debate. And I think exactly like you're saying, Kathy, it was his values. Some of that he learned, you know, um, from his mother, you know, about respect, acceptance, listening. And, and so some of those can be, get in the way sometimes. And so this idea of, of using your emotional intelligence like a thermostat, when do you turn it up, when do you turn it down? Now, assertiveness, if you overuse it, can be a derailleur. You come across as being too aggressive, stubborn in your beliefs, you saw that in the debate. They wouldn't be listening to each other. May it come across as not being open to others' opinions, obviously. You could seem abusive, self-centered, bossy. You may create an atmosphere where others don't feel comfortable sharing your opinions. So the exact opposite of really what you want to see happen, uh, you know, for key leaders. Yeah, I would agree. I would also say that his father probably had some influence there from our first show four years ago because his father always taught him to be confident and to behave in a confident manner. And so when you are being um, stubborn or looking like you're not listening mm-hmm. or looking like you're over-talking someone, that, that almost is like giving your power away to someone. So you could see where that value conflict created that lack of assertiveness in the first mm-hmm. debates. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really coming from that fairness, going back to what we say, that kind of compassion and then I, you know, he definitely got, he said, you know, basically, okay, this is the game. This is the debate game. I got to change who I am. And, you know, was obviously, uh, able to do it. The other piece, uh, Kathy, I want to mention is just around empathy. One of the key words that I said in the beginning, you know, and I think you see this with, with Obama and empathy is one of the EI competencies. You know, he's one of the first presidents who has used that word, you know, often around empathy, and I think it comes up from his upbringing, you know, being raised by a, uh, in a single-parent family. He, uh, when he went to school, he was only one of three black kids in the class. He lived in Indonesia. 
um, you know, and, and really got a chance to see you think about these early learnings and appreciating differences. And so one of the key things around empathy and for any leader, do you understand someone's perspective? And not only do you understand their perspective, can you state it? And I think Obama, in a real genuine way, you know, has always done that. I think Romney did it, too, and sometimes it may have been felt coached. But being able to say, you know, I know a lot of you are out there are really hurting. I know a lot of you uh, want this, this, and this. And they basically get coached to bring in stories about people which demonstrate empathy. But as a leader, I think that's so important, Kathy, like you and I know, you know, do you have that empathy? And the way this works with emotional intelligence, the more insight you have about yourself, what's going on for you, automatically translates to more empathy for others. There, There is this catalyst. And so each of these competencies, there's a balancing effect. One of the beautiful things about the EQI, you know, it's like cross-training in a way that you raise one, it raises other aspects uh, of the emotional intelligence. And right, when you... Absolutely. And, and I think the other point about um, assertiveness, which um, we'll talk about um, in, a, in a future show in which we talked a little bit about with Mike Drew in one of our recent shows, is the idea of this pendulum swinging, which is the name of his book, mm-hmm. from a me society to a we society. So that's M-E, as in Mary Edward, to we, William Edward. <laughs> we're, we're moving away from a me state to a we state. And so what you're describing as the ability to have empathy is so important for leaders in today's industry, in today's culture, in today's communities, uh, in the workplace, in the home place. It is important for people to understand that that is where our social responsibility lies, and this is where we win hearts and minds. Oh, that's so true. Um, well, just to mention one thing, Kathy, before we start winding down here, and this again from the empathy, but also the emotional intelligence. At the night of the election, uh, after the election, Obama spoke to his team, and this is under the interpersonal relationships, which refers to developing, maintaining, satisfying relationships, it's characterized by trust and compassion. He said to them, I quote, I felt that the work that I had done in running for office had come full circle because of what you guys have done means the work that I am doing is important. I'm really proud of that. I am really proud of all of you. And then he, you know, broke down in tears. So that was one of the, one of the times. And you can really see that that's, you know, those true feelings come up. And, and like you said earlier, Kathy, you know, people can relate to him and they feel like they can trust him, even in spite of some of the, you know, underperformance that people have seen. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll uh, we'll have to do some future shows on this to talk about the impacts of other presidents on him, such as Lincoln, who taught him that to pursue the highest ideals and deeply moral causes in your presidency requires you to also engage and, and get your hands dirty sometimes. And there are some trade-offs and there are some compromises. But what Obama did consistently was assert and recognize a deeply moral cause. And it was uh, a beautiful thing to watch from an emotional intelligence standpoint. This has been a fun show to do. And I hope all of our listeners are looking forward to the new year with us. Well, thank you, Kathy. Uh, I agree. And this is Leadership Development News. So tune in to tune up your performance. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. 
We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.